0: Hi, and welcome into Trash Can's presentation of the National Counseling Finals here on Trash Can Sports Network. Now, we are live with the last two contestants, so let's listen in to Mr. Joe Harris, Counselor Joe Harris' is first. Listen
1: here, you, you little bean pole. I'm just trying to get here so I can pay my second alimony, so just hurry up and tell me what your problem is.
0: Um, well, I, uh, I, uh,. I have this uh, problem with biting the heads off of pencils. I-, I really don't know why, but I really like the taste of graphite. And it
1: just really just, I, I, don't-, I don't really try to stop it. Wah, wah, wah. Listen here, you beanpole little twinkle toes snowflake. I'm sick of hearing about your problems. Ooh, I'm biting the heads off my pencils. Mommy and Daddy didn't hold me enough as a child. Oh, I didn't get the pony where I- when I was five years old at my birthday. Listen here, grow up, man up and shut the heck up, because you know what? Nobody's gonna give you nothing. You gotta take what's yours. So, you know what? You have a problem, you gotta be a man, you gotta look it in the face, and you gotta say, you know what? I'm not gonna bite the heads off pencils anymore. you think those are problems? I was in Vietnam, okay? I was in Vietnam watching my buddy get his leg blown off.
0: You think you got problems?
1: You don't even see nothing yet.
0: Wow, so Mr. Harris is gone with the hard approach. And here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go down to the judges. They have made their ruling. Now for Counselor Harris, here's what we have. We have a score, ooh, a 4.7 out of 10. They didn't like the delivery nor the approach. So, let's go down to the person that he was counseling himself. I, uh, I, I don't really like what he did. He was, uh, he was quite mean and insulting, and, uh, I really wanted to punch him in the nose. And I'm going to go home and eat a whole block of pencils.
1: We thank you for listening to the National Counseling Finals presented by Fox, CBS, and NBC and Trash Can TV. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Well, we are on season three of episode two,
0: Micah. How the heck are you? I'm doing pretty darn good. I don't think that guy won the uh you know the counseling finals there, if I do say so myself. Do you think he won?
1: I don't know. You'll have to tune in next week to see. Uh maybe, maybe not. But sometimes the hard approach is sometimes it wakes people up and jars them and you never know. But yeah, we are kicking off to a great start. Here in Season 2, we want to thank all of our listeners, of course, those in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, California, Ohio, Nebraska, Kansas, of course, those in Virginia, Dublin, Ireland, and in the UK, we got some more listeners. So shout out to all of our UK friends. We thank you so much. And uh, This is the Donut Box Podcast, Episode 3, Season 2, and the way this works, if you're brand new, Each donut is a different segment, and we always like to start off the show with the Old Fashioned Donut, which is a story from our past. And Micah, I'm going to let you kick it on over to the Old Fashioned Donut and tell us what we got on this segment.
0: Well, we have been, uh, well, we've talked about in the past, we've talked about some of our works that we've done uh, before, and we've talked a little bit about the youth group we were a part of and the church that we went to all the time. And so, first things first, we're going to talk about this video that we created for this what they called net parties back then our uh, our youth group was called the alpha net and i'm not going to go into the explanatory of why it was called that um but it was called that and so these were called net parties it was kind of like a bring your friends recruit your friends um kind of thing we were, were were we tasked i don't remember if we were actually tasked or we were just like you know what we're gonna make a video for this and they're gonna show it Like, I I don't remember exactly being tasked for it, but maybe we were. Uh,
1: We took that on our own, and I remember we did briefly talk about this in another episode. I don't remember which episode it was. I think it was the short films episode, Uh, but I do remember we briefly talked about the house party video, and we kind of took it upon ourselves to do this video. So we
0: did it, and yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we talked about it, and it was the Dwarf Wrestling video. I think we talked a little bit about it in that one, too.
0: We we did this whole entire... So, what was popular back then was polos, and I was wearing jean shorts or jorts. I remember that very, very clearly. And um, so, my flat bill got ruined, and we're not going to go into that story. So... Uh, Well, side piece. So I had this cousin and flat bills back in this time. And even now, like you don't, you don't crunch them like a normal hat, right? That ruins them. And then also there was a specific brand and you kept a sticker on so that you knew it was legitimate. And so he took that sticker off and bent the brim of that hat. Terrible. So I didn't have a hat to wear for this video because it was supposed to be kind of, I guess we were kind of going for that hip hop theme if we were somewhat. For, like, a house party. Literally, I remember we went to a storage closet. Like, for some reason, we always, like, filmed our, like, interview segments in this storage closet. And it had a boom mic in there, and it had, like, random stuff. There was a a half mannequin in there. We kind of talked about that before. Um, He was, like, our third compadre in the videos. His name was Ron Suelo. I don't know who named him, Um, but his name was Ron Suelo. So he was always in the video but uh yeah chris i just remember we were in our um attire there and what else do you remember happening i remember the dialogue was great
1: yeah yeah and and like i said go back and listen to that episode short films uh you can get the full full dive into it but we did the 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 video uh segment the dance segment where we put the four different shots of us dancing and so To explain to you guys what a house party is, if you don't know what a house party is, uh, those were very big in the early 2000s. And of course, it's just like it sounds a house party. I know I'm kind of like mansplaining it for people, but here's the thing. A lot of y'all did not grow up in the early 2000s and y'all don't remember house parties and they were a big thing in the South, uh, you know, and it was hip hop music and a lot of dancing and a lot of the step up movies. Those are kind of like, all right, not parody of it, but they're kind of like in reference to that. But yeah, so we were like, hey, go enter your crew into this dance competition Uh, because there was a dance competition. So we made a funny, I guess, like video of us dancing. And I remember that. And then we actually entered the dance competition, like for real, for real, didn't we?
0: Yes, we did. I don't know who allowed us to sign up for this. Because we we really, because I think we had to send in a tape or something, did we not? We had to send in something to like prove that we could, we had to send something, right?
1: Yeah, it was supposed to, and in the video we said, you sent a video of you, your crew, or you or your crew to www.alphanet.org. And I, I don't remember if we sent a video or if we just signed up because I think they needed people to just sign up because they hadn't had that many video submissions. So I think I don't I don't think I don't ever remember filming a video for a submission. I just remember signing up. And first of all, I don't know why we decided that we were gonna be in the dance competition.
0: Oh, uh, we were the worst dancers.
1: I don't remember whose idea it was for that because maybe it was both of ours because we're like, oh yeah, we can win because there was some kind of prize. I think that's maybe what it was. I don't remember.
0: It was like 200 bucks or uh, something. It was some sort of prize. We entered into this dance competition, and oh my gosh. So we picked this song by uh, by a Christian rapper named Petty D. We had this whole routine going, and so you may have heard us talk about him in previous episodes too. Uh, old Jay Rizzle, he, how did he come into the mix? I don't remember how he came into the group. I think...
1: He just wanted to be part of our team, and we hung out with him. But I remember we had to send our song like to get approved before we could even dance. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a Christian song. And the song was called Chopping Blades. Go look it up by Petty D if you're ever into it, uh, and you'll hear the song. But here, here's what I remember. I remember being like, hey, we need to get this dance routine like down. Like We need to do it. Some-. We hadn't even started on it. And when did we start on it? The house party was on a Saturday, and we started on it on a Thursday. And I'll tell you what I most remember about this. I, and I'm going to call you out. I'm going to throw you under the bus for this on the Donut Box podcast. You were like, oh, yeah, let's wear all black. Let's wear all black for our for our dance competition. I was like, nah, man, Like the song is like chopping blades. Like I don't know, wear camouflage or something. Let's not wear all black. So when we got up to do the actual dance competition, we were wearing all black and it looked like we were like, this was like a staged performance. Like we were there as part of the comedy. Like it looked like this was planned out that they were like, oh yeah, let's throw these three goofy looking boys into this house party dance competition to kind of throw a funny gimmick in there. But we were being serious about it. We were taking this thing serious. And I remember Jay Rizzle didn't even show up to the practice on Thursday. I remember, or if he did, it was only for like 30 minutes to an hour.
0: I don't think he showed up at all, actually. Um, I don't think he could get a ride. But it was just... Uh, the dance routine was terrible. Uh, I remember we threw a few stupid moves in there, uh, like the Michael Jordan like swish move. Uh, there was even one point that we, we slugged Jay Rizzle out over the crowd like, completely. And I don't know... Why we did that or thought that was going to win us a competition or anything like that. I just remember the judges had the most, uh, how do you put it, like generic comments possible. It was just like, that was very creative and ingenuitive.
1: It sucked. It really sucked really bad. And I will say I'm embarrassed of it. I'm very embarrassed of it. And let me back up before then. So we realized, oh crap, we don't have our dance number down. So we were like, okay, let's get up to the church early on Saturday. So we got up. I think the thing started like six or seven. We got there probably at like one or two to finalize this dance routine. And man, we did it. And some of the moves, I was just sitting here like looking back. I'm like, why did we decide to make those moves? Because they were horrible. And uh, yeah, the judges were just like, oh, it's nice to see some teenage boys dancing around. And I was just like, yeah, you're basically telling us that we suck. It was horrible.
0: Yeah, it was it was really, really bad. Um, Some other time we got to tell them about the rap contest that we entered into as well.
1: Okay, in your opinion, which was worse, the rap competition that we entered into? Because there was another house party where they had a rap competition, which was worse us doing the rap competition or us doing the dance routine? The Which dance, was worse?
0: The dance because the rap routine I think was less than uh, it was what like a minute maybe, and it's like the dance was at least two and a half to three minutes. So it was just like we had a lot more embarrassing moments with the dance. I think.
1: Well, the rap was freestyle. You your rap suck. You talked about the <laughs> and now and I have a cow. That's all you said. Mine at least rhymed and had some kind of flow, and then our and then our boy, uh, Big D, Demetrius. Shout out Demetrius if you're listening. Uh, his was actually pretty good. His was decent out of the three of us. But yeah, the dance competition sucked. It was horrible. Never again will I ever. If I could go back, if I could go back, that would be the one, one of the moments in history that I would like to erase from my past. <laughs> yeah,
0: hey, uh, you and me both. Yeah, we could just scrub that out because that was it was terrible. It was terrible. Well, Chris, we got our jelly donut this week. What is that private pile, sir? Jelly donut, sir. A jelly donut. You'll be taking care of that. What kind of stories do we got?
1: Oh man, all these are related around Christmas, or they happened during the Christmas season. Because guess what? As we're releasing this donut box podcast episode three, Christmas is less than two weeks away. So, uh. Season's greetings, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all that good stuff. All right, are you ready for these jail report stories? Some of them are actually pretty funny. All right, so this first one, uh, I think maybe you heard about this. Uh, A man got arrested over a game of Monopoly. A game of Monopoly in Oklahoma. Police arrested a man after a family game of Monopoly turned violent. Listen, we've all been playing family board games And I know those things can get heated. And the first rule of board games is there's no family in board games. So uh, Mr. Armstrong and his family were just trying to have a fun night of drinking and playing Monopoly when things took a turn. Mr. Armstrong and his stepdad got into a fight that resulted in the game board being flipped over and furniture tossed around. The two were told to take the fight outside. That's when Mr. Armstrong pulled a gun on his stepfather and stepsister. Mr. Armstrong fired one shot into the ground. Thankfully, no one was hurt. Mr. Armstrong was arrested for assault with a deadly weapon. Hey, could you imagine? Like He's like rolling the dice and he lands on Park Avenue. And he's like, oh! He's like, I'm going to buy that property. And then his stepdad's like, no, I already own that property, bro. I'm telling you board games get heated
0: that's what i was about to say is it going to be park avenue or is it going to be baltic like what's going on
1: i'm telling you man those games get really heated but yeah he went to jail he let i was like bro it's not that serious but they have been drinking so whenever you throw alcohol into the mix i'm sure i'm hey i'm telling you in my house whenever we play sorry it gets pretty brutal like me and my brother it gets pretty brutal and uh, you whenever
0: you know, saying sorry, Yep, you know, saying sorry, you have
1: to have a thick skin. You really do whenever you're playing family board games, uh, especially when everyone's competitive. So but yeah, that's the first story. This uh, this next one, a guy got arrested for decorating his home for Christmas. Well, actually, it wasn't his home. Uh, it was a pretty unnerving event when an 11-year-old boy spotted a 44-year-old burglar stranger in his Ohio home. Mr. Trent was high on bath salts, apparently, and he broken into the home. But fortunately, he didn't mean any harm. What he actually did was put up Christmas decorations and lounge around um, He lit candles, hung a wreath on the garage door, then kicked back and watched some TV with the volume turned up really loud. No one disclosed what he was watching, but we're just going to hazard a guess that it was Christmas Eve. This is from the article. The 11-year-old boy saw what Mr. Trent was doing around the house and called his mom, who was actually next door at the time, at a neighbor's. Mr. Trent was described as polite and said to the child, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I'll get my things and go. So, I mean, that could have turned out pretty bad. I mean, the guy shouldn't have broke into the house and he shouldn't have got high on bath salts, but it sounds like, hey. He was just trying to spread the season of Christmas, spread the Christmas cheer.
0: You know, and when you started off with bath salts, I had very, very bad. Oh, gosh, where is this going to go? But, you know, for him to be pleasant, I mean, I really and truly, if you're not hurting anybody, okay. but it's just like,
1: I mean, it's 11. It's an 11 year old kid. I'm pretty sure they were pretty, uh pretty spooked by it hey he did the opposite of what the grinch did he did the opposite of what the grinch did instead of stealing christmas he gave christmas to the house
0: well all i'm saying is just don't break in my home to do it It, it, you know what i tell you what if you want to hang up the christmas lights for me not a problem go for it yep
1: all right this next one you're gonna find pretty funny a man got arrested after telling kids that santa claus was not real Uh, kids, if you're listening to this, I'm just reporting the story. You might want to turn your ears if you still believe in Santa or not believe in Santa, whatever. Uh, so a 31 year old man in Texas in Claiborne, Texas, I'm sure you know where that is. Uh, he showed up outside of a church and told the children that Santa Claus wasn't real. Mr. Aaron was arrested for trespass for trespassing. Mr. Aaron was one of three people protesting outside of a Breakfast with Santa event. Unlike the others, Mr. Aaron did not want to leave. So the others were told to leave, and they left, and Mr. Aaron didn't want to leave. Police said, okay, you are under arrest for criminal trespassing. The mayor couldn't resist scolding this man for this incident. Man, I, that that's pretty messed up to show up to an event, a breakfast with Santa and protest. What what your feelings are about Santa? Man, like don't spoil the Christmas fun for kids. Like, come on, that's messed up, dude. That's really messed up.
0: Why why is he why why is he protesting? Like he got something to get Santa? Like what's what's this guy's deal? I'm sure he's
1: probably being like, "You know what? Santa Claus isn't real. We shouldn't be" Uh, pushing Santa Claus uh it's all about Jesus and not Santa Claus and like yeah, it's true Jesus is the reason for the season but at the same time, man like don't don't break a kid's like poke their bubble don't destroy their belief, man like that's like one of the worst things you can do is to like rain on those kids parade that's messed up
0: Craziness craziness people I'm it's not this segment but people need to tie their shoes because they tripping
1: yes they do need to lace their stockings up because they're tripping. Alright, um, this next one. Uh, I, it, a Christmas didn't go very well for this couple. Happened in New Hampshire. They had a bad Christmas. Um, the girlfriend, uh, Miss Randy, gave her boyfriend, Mr. Heath, a Nintendo Wii for Christmas, which was pretty nice of her, uh, except he wanted a remote-control airplane instead. Uh, and he expressed his... Uh, I guess, distaste of having a Nintendo Wii instead of a remote control airplane, and he was complaining about it. Um, his girlfriend was not pleased with his response and got up to leave, but Mr. Heath grabbed her by the hair as she went. Um, and she wasn't going to have it, so she turned around and punched him in the face. Um, both of them ended up bruised and charged with misdemeanor assault. The judge was not pleased and actually ordered the girlfriend to get a job within 21 days. The judge also ordered the girlfriend to provide proof that she was sending out job applications. Now, first of all, I think the judge totally messed up here because it's like, hey, she apparently had enough money to help get a Nintendo Wii for her boyfriend and her boyfriend was being ungrateful and he grabbed her by the hair.
0: Either that, I mean, grabbing by the hair, I don't excuse that. Either that or we don't know the full story and the full story is that she wasn't doing nothing and she bought that Wii secretly it was for herself And it was with his money because he'd be the one working all the time. And so really what ended up happening was like the judge found all that out that, you know, basically from what she was saying of like, oh, no, I don't have a job. I don't plan on getting a job. I bought it with his money. He asked me to buy the plane, but I wanted something for like for the both of us. And then he's over there like I didn't want that. I wanted the plane. Maybe something like that went down. I don't know.
1: Uh, I feel like that's a stretch. That's a big stretch. And that, that's that's tr- so? Uh, listen, I know that you're an airplane enthusiast and you're defending him because he wanted a remote control airplane. And I think that's I think so, that's what it really boils down to.
0: Hey now, that's not I don't think that's what it comes down to, but you know, we can we can move on.
1: Alright, last story. Last story, and you'll find this hilarious, okay? Um A woman stabbed her husband with a ceramic squirrel. Um so And this happened in South Carolina, Charleston. Uh, A woman was not about to let the holidays pass without stocking up on brewskis. Miss Helen unleashed her wrath on her husband when he came back home from the store without any beer. Uh, Miss Helen allegedly beat and stabbed her husband with a ceramic squirrel because the stores were closed on Christmas Eve, meaning that there could be no beer for her to guzzle. The victim was found on the floor covered in blood and William's apparently explained that he failed. <laughs> the sheriff's office wanted to know why Miss Helen was not was herself not covered in blood. After that, the story got a little bit more context. context. the, uh, the husband said that Mr. Helen attacked because he didn't bring home the beer bring home the beer. Miss Helen was charged with domestic violence for stabbing her man in the shoulder and chest with a ceramic squirrel. It's not clear why the squirrel was a weapon of choice. Man, I'm telling you she, she she was wanting some beers, man, and her man did not come back.
0: Listen, she told him since Thursday that you know to get these beers. It's now it's now Christmas Eve. No, I'm joking. Uh, never advocating for. I was like, why are you
1: why are you defending yeah, her? Why are you no. defending her for stabbing him with a ceramic <laughs> no, squirrel? Should... The,
0: the stores are closed on Christmas no, you Eve. Never stab anybody with anything, um, much less for a stupid reason like. Like beer. but I, I'm guessing that's that's the reasoning <laughs> that was her reasoning is like I told you but I don't know that's just crazy people are people are nuts especially when it comes to um, ah stuff like that it's just crazy
1: I like how you said that people are nuts and then she got stabbed or he got stabbed with the ceramic squirrel <laughs> I like how you tied the two together she definitely
0: not intentional but I'll take credit for she it
1: she definitely was not stand by your man just kidding just kidding all right that was the jelly donut some good christmas arrest stories um but yeah we're gonna move into our next segment which is the donut hole and uh, i would call these my movie picks or show picks of the week but i'm gonna review them okay so i've got two uh show slash movie to review for either both christmas so if you're looking to watch something during the christmas season here we go Uh, Have you heard about the new Santa Claus season or the new Santa Claus series that is out on Disney Plus? Yes, I
0: have.
1: Yes, it is a, I guess, not reboot, but an extension of the storyline of the Tim Allen Santa Claus. And I will tell you, it is horrible. It is absolutely horrible. I watched an episode of it and a half and I see what they're kind of trying to do with the storyline. But the execution of it is very poor. It's very,
0: very poor. Before you say anything else on it, let me, um, from what I've seen in the ads, let me guess the storyline and kind of what they're going for with this. So, from what I've seen, it's like the Tim Allen Santa has kind of come to, okay, I wouldn't say like retirement per se, but he's ready to like move it on to the next guy almost. And... It's like everybody stops believing, so he has to step up and be Santa again or something along those lines. Yeah,
1: it's something like that. Basically, what's happening is is that less and less kids are believing in Santa Claus because of the modern age that we're in. And so Santa Claus is like, OK, I'm going to retire. But since he does that, then the elves start disappearing. And yeah, but so I didn't even get to the part where Santa Claus eventually retired, man. It was it was A good idea, but it was executed kind of poorly because it was just so cheesy. Like, it was just so cheesy. And, like, I get that it's supposed to be a kid's show, but, like, there was, like, literally all... There were these kids that were trying to play, like, adult elf roles, and it was kind of weird. And I don't know, man. It was like not that they, they were trying too hard. I guess I should say.
0: I mean, in something else too. What's hard for me is I've seen like the the Santa Claus movie, and I've actually seen all the sequels after that. I liked the first Santa Claus movie. I thought it was good. The second one was kind of okay. After that, you lost me. But the the first one, what I liked about it was they still had kids playing these roles, but they weren't... How do I put this? They weren't necessarily like young kids. They might have been like 13, 14, but not as big as some of the other kids so they kind of played those elf roles to where it still came off like childlike but it wasn't yeah it was cheesy to some points but I don't think it was over the top cheesy like I could watch it now as an adult and I think what Disney did a good job of back then um and they do somewhat now but not as good was there was a lot of adult jokes in there that I could latch on to and laugh even as an adult because
1: well there's still some of that in there and I will tell you Tim Allen, if you're listening, I'm sure your back is hurting really bad because you're carrying the whole season on your back uh, or the whole series on your back. But like with I promise you, if Tim Allen would not have been in this, this would have been a total like I wouldn't have even got past the first five minutes. I don't know. It's just I don't know. I feel like there's something with Disney. It's just falling flat like it's just they have the good idea, but the way they're executing it is just falling flat. And Tim Allen is still Tim Allen. Uh, and he does a great job, and he's trying with the best with what he's given. And I you can totally see that. And they have the original lady that's his wife, and the Santa Claus, too, the Mrs. Claus. Uh, I, th- I thought the sequel was pretty decent. And then three was just absolute garbage. With
0: Four was the Jack Frost one, right? And four was the. No,
1: three was the. Three was the Jack Frost one, and they didn't make any more after that. There's only three.
0: Oh, okay. Why did I think that there was a third one and then a fourth one? Because I know the first one was the original story. The second one was where um, the kid was, like, getting in trouble, and then he got with Mrs. Claus at the end to try not to spoil it for people that haven't seen it. Yeah, the third one, the Jack Frost one, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Maybe that was the reason I thought there was a fourth, is because normally they keep making sequels, and they're just not memorable. Like, I I really don't even remember a lot of the storyline with the Jack Frost thing. I I, I don't. I just remember it being a bad movie.
1: Yeah, it was horrible. It was very horrible. Uh, It wasn't that great. Um, And they should have stopped it after that. But no, what does Disney have to do? That little Mickey Mouse has to see dollar signs and grab money. But yeah, um, I don't recommend it at all. Normally I recommend stuff but I don't recommend it, and that's all I gotta say about that, but I will leave the other one for another time, uh, so we're gonna dive into What Fries (laughs) My Donuts, and Micah, what fries your donuts, buddy?
0: Oh, man, so my, What Fries My Donuts this week is people getting mad about other people's opinions. Listen, we all have our opinions. I don't know when it became okay for people not to have opinions or have differing opinions from other people, like, I really don't understand that, and What I'm talking about is, yes, people have some radical opinions, and yes, there are some things that you should say, whoa, that's a pretty crazy opinion, and I don't like you for saying something like that, but people make the smallest judgments off of the smallest things people say, and uh, I'm just going to give you an example, so there's a, a prominent sports figure, and so... There was another sports figure, and everybody knows probably what I'm talking about, that got extradited in a prisoner exchange with Russia and all this other stuff. blah dee blah blah Well, afterwards, um, this prominent sports figure posted on Twitter and said, "Um, Joe, we're still not going to vote for you. And normally I don't get into political stuff, but what I'm saying is this. said, Joe, we're not going to vote for you. And that's all he said, but he was forced to take that down. And then he was also forced to make an apology about it. Like, my thing is, okay, you you like the opinion, you don't like the opinion. I don't understand why we're all having to apologize. Like, to be honest, why are we having to apologize for something? He said he's not going to vote for the guy. That's his right. All he's saying is, listen, I'm going to exercise my right to vote and I'm not going to vote for him. Like, really, why, why would you get upset about that?
1: I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for just a minute. That person had to know what they were uh, doing. They had to know that if I post this, this is going to stir up some kind of controversy. And it, with it being an athlete, and we've talked about this in sports entertainment and stuff, I'm like, bro, just play. I don't care. I don't really care what you're. You have your opinions, yes. Have your opinions. But whether you have an opinion about politics one way or the other, that doesn't really. Affect how I feel about you as an athlete. So I get what you're saying, but uh, there's also two sides to the coin. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just playing devil's advocate. But I agree with you. I agree with you. We shouldn't have to apologize for every single thing we say.
0: You know, my thing is, do I agree of like, like what you're saying? Really, do I agree with people coming out on social media and you know saying some things? You know, I would rather it be there than. You know making political stands in other places like I'd rather it be there and be kind of off on their own thing. But as long as you're not really going too crazy on it if you're saying little things every now and then I don't I don't mind. Now I mean being honest if you're uh, if you're getting your Twitter deactivated because you're saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff all the time then yeah you know that's a problem. But I think that's a that's a balance that we all have to strike you know, and we've talked about the whole balance and things, but you know, the biggest thing for me is there's a lot of the times where there is no agreeing to disagree. Like, I remember this happened a lot of times, and we've we have talked about this before, I know, but I, you know, even now, I don't feel like there's uh, a meet in the middle for a lot of people. Like, I feel like it's one of these things of you say your opinion. It's either you're with me or you're against me, and that's how people see it. There's no middle ground of, you know what, I can kind of see where you're coming from. You know, Chris and I don't agree on a lot of things. Like, even a few seconds ago, he kind of agreed with what I said and kind of didn't. But at the same time, didn't get mad at each other, right? I mean, I just don't understand why that common courtesy isn't passed to everybody. Because everybody's got differing opinions. I'm never going to agree 100% with Chris or anybody that's listening to this anywhere that's just not how it works you know
1: you know what i'm gonna say about opinions don't you i got a feeling but go ahead i'll give the pg version of it so it's not a little too explicit but i'm gonna say opinions are like armpits everybody's got them and they stink just kidding but everybody is entitled to their own opinion um it's okay to have differing opinions that doesn't make you uh, less of a person or a better person what makes you less of a person though Is whenever you berate or belittle somebody for their opinion. And when you wanna talk about, oh yeah, we should be tolerant, but then you wanna belittle someone who has a different opinion of you than you or thinks differently than you, we don't, just because we have different views doesn't make me intolerant. What makes me intolerant is if I'm going to not hear your views if I'm going to disrespect you because of your views, if I'm going to call you stupid because of your views, that's what makes a person intolerant. And to be intolerant of someone's opinions is intolerance. I don't know how how to say that. But like I said, I, I don't know. And like I said, being intolerant isn't disagreeing with somebody's views. Being intolerant is being disrespectful of somebody's views. Does
0: that make sense? No, it definitely does. And, you know... I'm going to go on a very, very small internal rant, but social media is a, a very powerful thing and it's good to some extent and there are good features about it. But this is one of the bad side effects that it's done is it's so easy because in person, a lot of the times some people would say some things to your face, but a lot of people would not, you know, there's a lot of people out there that would not, I mean, as upset that that makes me, but most people won't say a lot of these things to your face, but you get them in front of a computer screen Oh, they'll they'll blast you for it. I mean, you know, there there are people that'll blast you for anything.
1: I think that's I think that's where we've gotten away and people have lost their uh their scruples, man. They've they've lost um any courage because they won't say it to people's faces and they'll talk behind them back their backs. And bro, I, I, I can't stand that and I know you can't stand that either. And I'm just gonna this is totally off tangent subject do you think that some of these tweets that people post like especially with like celebrity influencers do you think it's all part of like i don't want to say a conspiracy but a way to like stir up controversy so that sometimes they can make money they can make money yes they can make attention and being a wrestling fan you know seeing it on screen People will talk crap to the other wrestlers. One wrestler will talk crap about another person. And it's all to draw money. It's all to make money because they're like, oh, yeah, people love drama. People love those things. But I wonder if some of these tweets and controversial tweets are to make money because people know there's going to be beef and people are going to follow it. To
0: be honest, I, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's a it's a big business. It's such a big business that it has a full-on industry. And what I mean by that is a lot of these um, – Hi, you know, a lot of these people hire social media influencers and things like that to come in and run their social media campaign for them. And, you know, there's a lot of the times where then those people will have managers and they will make those connections of, oh, and, and, you know, there's a bunch of analytics involved as well. Where it's like if they get into a fight over there, all of our loyal people will start buying our brand more. And then if we mudsling to their brand... Then we're going to bring more to our side. And then before you know it, even even though it's, you know, it's all a big money game, whether it's within business or whatever, I really do feel like it's a giant money machine.
1: Yeah. And I honestly try anything like any social current events or like politics and stuff. I try to not post anything about it because honestly, I don't want to have to deal with all the people on my feed commenting and blah, 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 blah. Some people are like, oh, like you're not taking a stand and you're just sitting on the fence. It's like, no, I'm choosing. I have my beliefs and I'll I'll talk about my beliefs and how I believe with anybody, but I'm not going to sit there and just, I feel like posting stuff on Facebook, like doesn't do anybody any good. I really feel like posting how I feel about something doesn't do anybody any good.
0: Here's how I honestly feel about it. It's like, I'll say my opinion when it is asked for. It's kind of like playing. It's kind of like playing your music. If somebody says, "You know what? I want you to be the DJ of the car, and you pick the music and you play the music." Okay, cool. But I'm not going to sit there with my music wide open, making everybody else listen to it when nobody asked for it. Same thing with this sort of thing. If you ask, okay, what's your opinion on this, or oh, I, you know, I feel this way or that way, whatever. Um, I'll talk to you about it. But other than that. I'm, I'm with you. I don't really post very much about that sort of stuff or really talk about that kind of stuff. I have my beliefs, but at the same time, everything is going to run its course how it's going to run its course. We could move on, and, but, yeah, that's what fries my donuts, man. So uh, we're going to move into our mystery donut, which is our improv segment. So this week, Chris, we had something a little bit different. So, you know, we played a game and all that good jazz, But um, or last week, I'm sorry but this week I'm thinking about doing something a little different. What do you think about we're calling it like heroes and villains. So one person's going to be the hero, one person's going to be the villain. We'll pick out accents for each other and then we'll have to kind of just make up a situation, lines all with kind of a character on the fly. What do you think?
1: I like it, man. I like it. I like it a lot. I think we'll be able to uh make something happen. So uh Do you want to be the hero or the villain? Oh, I'm thinking the villain.
0: I'm thinking the villain.
1: Okay. I'm going to pick a country accent for you. We're going to have a country accent, a country accent that's a villain. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard of like a villain that had a country accent. Can you remember anyone that's like a villain
0: that's had a country accent? I, I don't really know, and it's going to be kind of hard to put that villain, because Southern people are, even when they're being mean, they kind of have that hospitable twang to their voice, so it's going to be interesting. All right, what's my accent? As the hero, we got to we gotta make you a New Yorker, man. Okay. All right, so um, I guess I'll start. All right, King Sabi, welcome to my underground lighter. So, uh, let me ask you a question really thought you were going to come on in here and uh, take me down my whole operation
1: here. I think that was going to happen. Yo, 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 what do you freaking think, Big Nose Cracker Jack? You think I was just going to waltz in here playing uh, Beethoven's Fifth Sonata? You think that's what I was going to do up in here? No, I'm coming here to take down you and your skeezy family. I'm tired of you rednecks coming over and trying to take over the world. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to mash you up. I'm gonna use my super shrink ray to shrink you down to
0: midget size and then I'm gonna kick your little keister right here, right now. Johnson family ain't gotta handle any of this stuff after I sat you down and served you chicken fried steak mashed potatoes and gravy with the white gravy on top. After I gave you clothing let you let you stay in my bed for three days in my guest bedroom.
1: Whoa 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 yeah we might have been friends but whenever you decided that you were going to rob the bank on 5th and May, that's when it became poisonal. came became very, very poisonal. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to let you do that. And I'm going to use my superpowers to do good. You took an oath. You took the Hippocratic oath to save people. And when you started selling people's body parts on the black market, that's when I said, hey, you got to draw the line here.
0: Body parts, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, uh... You know, I, I really don't know what on earth you must be talking about. But regardless of anything that you might be talking about, you're going to be taken away. Or ever. This Johnson family don't take no crap from nobody. Especially not some of Jr. from New York like yourself.
1: I would like to see you and your little inbred family try and stop me whenever I blast you with my laser eyes.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Boy, here's your eyes. I just saw Joe Pesci with laser eyes.
1: Could you imagine Joe Pesci in uh, or Christopher Walken like in a superhero movie? Hey, I'm flying here. I'm flying. Wait, he was in a superhero movie. Christopher Walken was in Batman, the second one with the with the Penguin, but as a superhero.
0: Is there going to be a bunch of people out there going, "Oh, is Batman a superhero?"
1: Batman is a superhero, and I will I will not debate this with you because he actually is a superhero. He doesn't have superpowers, but he has super money and he uses his crime-fighting abilities for good. So there you go.
0: Yeah, I don't understand the debate. But anyways, yeah, heroes and villains, you got me on that one. Uh, it was pretty good. Like I said, just Joe Pesci with <laughs> laser beams out of his eyes. Um, that's fantastic. It was very
1: hard to do that with uh, with... No language, man. Whenever you do a New York accent, it's hard to to do it with no profanity.
0: Yeah, I totally get you. It was hard to keep the uh, the Southern guy kind of not like jolly with it. It was a little weird, but anyways, um, so on to our last segment, which is our eclair. So, all right, Chris, I went first last week. Go ahead with your eclair for this week.
1: My eclair is uh, the greatest gift that you can give somebody is uh, yourself and to be present i know in this holiday season it's really easy to get swept up and buying gifts for everyone and making sure you have all the right stuff and a lot of people will sometimes even go into a lot of debt just to make sure that they give a good gift um, to all their family members and they want to make sure that they get everything and buy every everybody's stuff and you know what you don't always have to buy people's stuff to make them happy sometimes just even a heartfelt text or a handwritten letter or something uh, meaningful and I know that sounds cliche but your presence is the best uh thing that you can give someone because at the end of the day I can't remember what I got for Christmas five years ago or ten years ago but I remember the memories that I made with uh, my family and so it's important to be present uh, and to know that hey you don't have to go all out and break your bank to have a good christmas so that's my Eclair.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, something I wanted to say for my Eclair this week is uh, the new year is coming, and I know we're going to get through the holiday first. But I just looking ahead a little bit, there's going to be a lot of change first of the year. There always is. Companies move things around. You know, maybe some job opportunities, some things that are happening. Um, you know, maybe some schooling. Maybe some you know financial aid for school is going to kick in that you weren't expecting, or something. Something's going to happen, but literally uh, you know my advice step out there um I'm not gonna lie to you so when we did that last segment of the mystery donut sometimes <laughs> as bad as it is I didn't know what to expect on that I didn't know if it was gonna be good I didn't know if it was gonna be bad I didn't know if it was gonna work you know and still even until we edit I really am not gonna know how it sounded but at the same time I'll say this um Never be afraid to step out there. Never be afraid to try anything new. And with the new year, there's probably going to be a lot of opportunities coming. And so just keep an eye out for those opportunities and be ready to seize those moments because um, they come quick and they come fast and they could get away from you if you're, you know, not ready for them. But uh Yeah, that's my eclair for this week.
1: Awesome, man. Hey, go check out our website, tvtrashcan.com. And then props to you again, man. Thanks for the new logos. They look great. They look awesome. Uh, We've been uploading them, and the cover art looks great. Uh, We have – go check out Dwarf Wrestling Part 2. Uh, Be looking for other videos that are coming out soon to a theater near you. Just kidding. To a YouTube near you. Uh, But, yeah, uh, like us, comment, subscribe share all that good stuff what else you got for them
0: oh yeah streaming some shows on there yeah just go check it out um man we're growing in numbers which is fantastic so appreciate it but yeah tv You know, we're going to throw it back, and uh, I think it's time to take this donut box out to the trash. What do you think, man? I think so. All right, season two, episode three in the books. Let's trash it. I'm Micah. (laughs) And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Stand Uh by your man. Just kidding. We'll see y'all next week. (laughs)